I believe that God has called the church to be in partnership with Him. Amen? Um, some weeks ago, I started a series. Um, it's called In Partnership with Christ. And that is the first part, but this is going to be the second part if time permits us. And some weeks ago, I started this series that when it comes to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, we are in partnership. The first point we discussed was that um, Jesus Christ cannot do it alone. I just want to rephrase this. You see, yes, Jesus Christ can do it, but he wants to do it with you. So he wants to partner with you to see the kingdom of God fulfilled. We want to come to that realization that whatever I am doing, whether I am doing the grocery, I'm cooking, or I'm, I'm going out into the street, I'm doing my job, each and every one of us must take the kingdom of God with us. What is your priority? You see, one thing we, you and I need to understand is that God wants us to set our priority right. I believe that we, as a church, and we're not having a go at one another, but I believe also that we need to really... Um, Set our priority right. Our priority must be in alignment with what God wants us to do. You see, quite often we go to the, um, um, to the uh, car, the tire repair, where we fix our tires. Is that right? And when the tire is worn out, when we replace it with a new tire, then you see the guy telling you, listen, we can't put a new tire in, but we want to do what is called wheel alignment. Is that right? Is that right? Amen? So they have to put the, 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 the wheel or the horse the car and do a wheel alignment. I don't know how they do it, but they do a wheel alignment. Otherwise, if they don't do a wheel alignment, you will be driving your car and you will be driving in one part is slow and one part is high. There is a wheel. And then when you take your hands off the scary, you see the scary or the car go flying towards one direction. So also, God wants want us to have a relationship with you, set with Him, setting our priority right so that we will be aligned with Him. The first part we discussed was that uh, we are in partnership and that Jesus Christ cannot do it alone. The second part is this. In order to be in partnership with Christ, we must create an invitation culture in our church. An inviting culture in our church. You see, a church that has a culture of inviting is likely to grow. Yes, I do know that uh, we are 
called or commissioned to, um, to go. Though Jesus Christ called us to go, like Santina rightly mentioned this morning, yes, we are called to go, but also we are also called to gather together in this fashion so that we can be equipped to go back again so that we can dispense the kingdom of God to those we come in contact with. Inviting people to this church should now be the new normal. A recent survey or statistic came out that um, if people invite friends, said if my Christian friend invite me to church, I will come. They say 8 out of 10 indicated that if somebody who is a Christian invite them to church, they will just come. Come and see what is going on. And I believe that uh, the world out there is not just, they're not anti-Christian. People are still responsive to the gospel. Go to the next one. And I also believe that uh, what a great opportunity to be living in in our history. We see all the social media. Look at what Daniel said. Daniel 12 says, he said, knowledge will increase. You see knowledge increasing everywhere in our in the world we live in today. You just send a text message, somebody in Russia will respond to you immediately. Is that right? And you talk to somebody in the UK that you will see them in 15 hours, 20 hours time, he'll be waiting for you, you'll be shaking hands. And we need to use the social media to promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. We don't need to use the social media to promote our self-image, especially on Facebook and Instagram. It's all about me. It's all about me. It's all about me. It's all about me. But we need to change the trend as Christians. It's all about him in Jesus' name. Amen? It's all about him. Many of us have got unsafe friends on Facebook and Instagram that we need to invite to church. People who cares, we care about people. Amen? Hallelujah. I say amen. Don't sleep on me now. It's too early. Lunch is waiting. But Christians today have now come to a stage of giving us the reason why we can't. Excuses everywhere. God has kept you thus far. God has given you good health. God has blessed you. God has put a roof over your head. Give you food to eat. God has given you good jobs. But yet we are full of excuses. And I came out with this. 
that excuses is one of the greatest part-time in our household. You see, people will give you thousands, thousands of excuses why it is not their fault. We are full of excuses not to do anything. When we are sick, we are full of excuses. I'm sick, I can't do. We're always full of excuses. And then when you look at the Bible, it tells us that if you are healed, you have, you can walk up and down. God has given you the ability to do something for you. All you need to do is to set your priority right and put him first. The Bible says, Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of and his righteousness. The, the most quoted scripture in the Bible. And I call it the most disobeyed scripture in the Bible. Seek ye first. But we are full of excuses. And yet God is crying out and saying, we are in partnership with him to bring this kingdom to fruition. When you look at the book of Isaiah, chapter 6, I did mention it a few weeks ago and even yesterday. By the way, that was fantastic yesterday for the men's convention or conference or retreat. We had a good time. I was blessed. I was encouraged. I just want to appreciate the worship team. You guys are fantastic. Luke, where are you? Okay. Rebecca, thank you very much. Huh? Joshua, thank you very much. Frank, I won't thank you, but thank you very much. Where's Frank? <laughs> Frank is not here. What's going on? Amen. Don't tell him. Amen. It was fantastic. Amen. But we want to take territory for God. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1. It said the year Uzziah died. He saw the Lord. Isaiah was weeping. Was going through a time of sadness in his life. Because a king passed away. And then when he began to seek God, God said, Isaiah, this is not a time to be sad. This is not a time for you to be mourning over a king that passed away. Because when you are zoom in or concentrating yourself on mourning and being sad because somebody who is dear to you passed away, something is amiss and you are so consumed with all those things that but the kingdom of God need to expand. And then he said, Isaiah, this is not the time to be sad. And then he moved away and the Holy Spirit again began to do a work in him. And then he said, oh, I am unclean. I have seen the Lord. You see, sometimes when the Holy Spirit reveals himself to you, you might say, no, no, I am unworthy to do what God is instructing me to do. I am unworthy. Isaiah said, I am unclean. I'm a man of unclean lips. 
And we are so consumed about our unworthiness to be instruments in the, in the hands of God. We are so, we, we, we so belittle ourselves. And God again said, listen, this is another excuse. You are so consumed about your unworthiness. I am unclean. He said, okay, now touch his lips. He said, now you are clean now. No longer are you going to be sad because a king passed away. No longer are you going to be sad because your daughter, your son, or maybe somebody is sick. You are whole now. Oh, you say, oh, I am, I'm a sinner. God is saying, just confess your sins. Like Pastor Beto says, said, you believe with your heart and with your mouth, Romans 10, now, with your mouth, you confess. He said, when you confess your sins, you will be saved. I've got an ongoing hang-up. Repent and move on. You need to repent and move on. The Bible tells us in the book of uh, Psalm 23, we just sang it, we worship God with it. He said, though I walk through the valley of the, the shadow of, of death. He didn't say he died. He said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow eh, of death. He said, I will fear no evil. What made him not to be fearing evil? Because God is with him. You need to start walking. Don't stay there. Just keep on walking. Amen? Though I walk through. We are so full of excuses because we think that eh, we cannot do it. Everything that we make us not to do it, we will present it to God. But God is saying right now, like Isaiah, he said, I've touched you. I've healed you. I've forgiven you of of your sin. He said, now, Isaiah, who shall I send? You are no longer having excuses. No more excuses. Who shall I send? Then Isaiah said, look all around. I I ran out of excuses. (laughs) Hallelujah. I love that. I pray over you this morning that you will run out of excuses in Jesus' name. Can I have an amen? You believe that. No longer excuses. And Isaiah said, I ran out of excuses, Lord. Send me. <laughs> he said, send me. And I think that is you today. Send me. We must develop an inviting culture. The book of Mark, chapter 2. Verse 13 tells us. He said, Jesus Christ was passing by. He saw Levi. He said, Follow me. Who called him? Who called him? Talk back to me. Jesus called him. Is that right? He saw Levi, task collector. He called him. He called him. And not only did he call him, he took him. And as he took him, Holy Spirit began to minister to him. He said, oh, I just cannot contain myself. And he took him to his house. And Jesus Christ was accused of a friend of sinner. 
a friend of the publican. You need to be friends of the unsaved. Hello? I want to tell you this morning. If you are a Christian, born again, spirit-filled, if you have more unsaved Christian, more than Christian, you are my friend, and you are the friend of God. If you have got many or saved Christians, Christians, only friends you got, I think you are in a dangerous place. Because you must have friends who are not saved so that God will use you as instrument of salvation to them. Are you with me? I had people who just come to me and said, uh, uh, come, come to my church or something. I said, I'm saved, just go, go talk to them. It's very easy to talk to Christians about Christ than to talk to unbelievers. Somebody else has done the hard yaka on me. He's done it. He's worked hard to bring me before God. And God marvelously saved me. Go and do it. That's why I'm passionate going out into the street. Going out into the street. There are people out there God is preparing. We'll get to that in a moment. Maybe next time. God is preparing. And you need to be instrument in the hand of God. Instrument in the hand of God to, so that he can partner with you. He is prepared them. And when he is preparing them, and I believe like, the, uh, the, the, like uh, Jesus Christ at the well beside um, um, uh, Jacob's well. I believe Jesus Christ is sitting down waiting. Waiting. While the unsaved is standing there before Christ, Jesus Christ is waiting for you like the disciples who have just gone to buy bread. We are just interested in what we can eat for our stomach. He's waiting. Jesus walked on both sides. We'll get to that in a moment. I believe we need to have an inviting culture. So Jesus Christ invited Levi. You don't need to be friends of sinners. You need to be friends of the publican. You need to be friends of the world in as much you don't partake of their sin. Are you with me? In as much you don't partake of their sin. So that you can win them. Paul said, I am everything to everybody. So that by adventure, I can win or save some. Are you with me? First Corinthians 9.22 I can save some. And so he called Levi. I was his friend. And Levi said, this is my confession. And he committed his life before Christ. You say, oh, listen, I am sick. God says, you need to be here so that you can serve me. Can I have an amen? Amen? How many of you are sick here? How many of you are sick here? Let me lay hands and bring healing in the name of Jesus. People tell me they are sick. They can't come to church. And then the next day you call them on Monday, they are in the office because they are driven by the dollar sign. Mortgage has to be paid. Amen? 
and forgot that that same God, that same God that gave you the strength to go to work, that same God that gave you the ability to walk up and down in His name, that same God who gave you the energy, but He gave you the energy not only to worship mammon, but He gave you the energy so that you can worship Him. Set your priority right so that when He's there first, all other things will follow. Are you with me this morning? Hallelujah. And so, you say you are sick. We must develop an inviting culture within us. You say, I am sick. You say, okay, don't worry. And we heal you. The Bible tells us in the book of Mark. Mark 1, 31. Mark 1, 31. They say, Jesus Christ came into Simon Peter's house. You think believers don't get sick? They get sick. But when they get healed, they stay there. God is saying, no, 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 no. When you get sick, I want to heal you. Look at that. It is in your Bible. And he said, Jesus Christ walking, they asked him for her so that he can touch her. The Bible said she took her, rebuked the fever, and then she was healed. Read it, it's in your Bible. It says, after she was healed, then she began to serve him. You are healed to serve him, to do the work of ministry, to evangelize, to reach out to other people. God is healing you. God has given me the strength, the energy, so that I can rise up and serve him. I want to serve him. I want to do something. They say, if you love people and care for people, you must have, you must invite them to enjoy what you are enjoying. Amen? I conclude here. I will go to the next part, maybe, when we meet next time. We are teaching on you are in partnership with Christ to see the purpose of God come to fruition. Can I have an amen? You and I are in partnership. Amen? And um, finally says, he said, he said, as a pastor, because I care about people, that's why I go to the street. Because I care about people, I must preach a message that will equip you, that will encourage you. It should be a Christ-centered message. As a leader, who cares about people? You must try to give God your best in your individual ministry. I just thank God for Santina. And I thank God for people like Pam. And I just thank God for people who are willing, okay, to do their bit to see the kingdom of God fulfilled. And I just thank God. When we had our mission dinner, Huh? We see a volunteer. She didn't come here for anything, but she come here just to serve, to be a blessing. But if Santina did not invite her, I don't think she will come. We have to give people opportunity to say no or yes. If you love people as leaders, you must do everything and to really see how you can strive your best. In your individual ministry. As members of the church. We must care about people. Because you want others.
to experience a Sunday like this. Amen? You want others to enjoy. You want to add value into their lives. You want them to commit to your God, whom you claim is a great God. It's fantastic. He will supply all our needs. The God that you proclaim that uh, he's well able to forgive us. People are languishing in sin there. They don't even have a way out. You are the way out. Are you with me? You are the way out. Amen? And I believe, I still believe in that. One bring one approach is the best and effective way to grow the church. The question I need to ask you this morning as we sign off. Since when have you invited somebody to church? And I pray that uh, you will feel the heartbeat of God for the lost. You were once lost. I was once lost. Going to Christless eternity. Somebody spoke to me. I rejected. I pushed. There was a pushback from me. But deep down within my conscience, I couldn't push back. Because my conscience is the deputy of God in me. My conscience, I cannot separate myself from my conscience. Each and every individual there, God is doing a work in them. They've got conscience. But God is just looking for material to work on. He's just looking for his word that you are a carrier of. That you can speak into people's life so that they can, the Holy Spirit can impact their life. And then the Holy Spirit says, yes, leave the rest for me. I'll do a work in him or her. Leave the rest for me. But he wants to partner with you. He wants you to do your job. He wants you to do your part. Then he will do his part. Amen? Hallelujah. We are in partnership. When it comes to building and advancing the kingdom of God through this church, you must not forget that your role is important. You and I are in partnership because Christ cannot do it alone. We must create an invitation culture. Inviting culture. That means just tell them, come. Come to church with me. Come to church with me. They say, no, keep on asking. Keep on asking. Keep on asking. And then we come. Let's conclude here. A lady who was invited to church. A neighbor invited her to church. She was invited continuously. Always a pushback. Every time they talk, they talk about the weather, they talk about everything on planet Earth. When it comes to Christ, when she invites her, she said, Oh no, listen, I'm too busy. She invited, but continuously. She was inviting. And then finally, she invited her one day. She said, no, I can't come. And then she said this word. She said, that is the 50th time you have said you can't come. She panicked. She said, you are keeping record. She said, yes, I'm keeping record. 50th time you said you are not coming. He said, if you are so concerned, 50 times you have invited me, if you are so concerned, let me come and see what is happening. 
she came, she got saved. Amen. Hallelujah. Shall we all stand right now? Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All eyes are closed right now. And we continue to do this every Sunday. Leaders, you are preaching from this pulpit. Before you hand it over to me, you must do this. All eyes are closed. If you have not committed your life to Jesus Christ, this is a great opportunity for you to accept Him. I know many of you, but I don't know who you are. Only God knows you and you know yourself. And I want to give you this opportunity. I do not want to be very ignorant, moving with somebody for many years, translating for me for many years. And then when I gave an altar call, I assumed he was saved. And then he has committed his life to Christ. I don't want to walk on that assumption. I want you to just look at your life right now. If you are there, I'll give you that opportunity. Just to slip off your hand. All eyes are closed. Slip off your hand. And this is your time for you to just say, God, I repent. I ask you to come into my heart. I want you to take me. And you need to understand that Jesus Christ did not die for a righteous man. He died for those who were already in sin. They didn't clean themselves before they came to Christ. But they came the way they are. And when he touched them, he knew that uh, they would never be the same again. And I want to ask you this morning, this is a great opportunity for you to commit your life to Jesus Christ. Ask him to come into your heart. Ask him to forgive you your sins. Ask him to take you so that it will be on a journey and let him walk on you as you continue to remain faithful unto him. If you are there this morning, I just want you to slip your hand quickly. And I want to pray with you. I want to encourage you. Because you have nothing to lose. It's only the shackles of sin. The shackles that tend to deviate you away from him. The shackles and the, 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 the demonic spirit that tend to control your life towards the things of the world. It was the flesh. Towards perversion. Towards uh, all the sin. Uh, the, the wrong things that... Uh, is plaguing the world today. That's the only thing you will lose. But after he breaks this in your life, he will impart his righteousness into your life. This is your opportunity right now. Because the Bible says today is the day of salvation. I just want to go move out now. Because I've given you this opportunity. And now you need to just let God. If you are there right now, come. I want to pray with you. Come forward. I want to pray with you. Come. I want to pray with you. Because you have nothing to lose. He will touch you right now. In Jesus name. Touch you right now in Jesus name. I just want to change the order of service. While you are coming. Giving you that opportunity. Maybe you have known Christ over the years. You seem to be involved in doing all the mundane things. And you just have a head knowledge about Christianity. But something is missing within you. There's a lot of emptiness. That emptiness is there. 
And that emptiness is being occupied by different things. All the excuses you can think about that tend to direct you away from God. It's time to say, God, I'm coming back home. I'm coming back home. I've slid away from you, but now I'm sliding back. If it is you right now, this is the opportunity to say, let us pray. Pray with me. Pray with me so that God will strengthen me. The enemy is a liar. Pastor Beto borrowed this morning. I said, yes, this is true. The enemy is a liar. He's a thief. He has come to take what does not belong to him. He's a rogue. He's a coward. And he wants to make sure that you don't worship the king of kings. You don't have anything to do with Christ. But Christ is better than he does. And God is saying, I'm bringing you back home. I want to help you out. I want to equip you so that you will not ensnare your life again. If you are there, just quickly raise up your hand. Let me pray with you. Let me pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. I just want to change the meeting right now again. I'm giving you that opportunity. I want you to pray. If you want to meet me privately, just tap my shoulder. When we are having fellowship, tap my shoulder. Say, no, I just need prayer. I will sit down. I will talk to you. Oh, you must not be ashamed because we are a family here. You must not be ashamed right now. But I want to encourage you right now. I want to encourage the church in partnership with him. You are in partnership. He wants to help you. In your sphere of influence, when you are doing your job, whatever you are doing, you are doing grocery or anything you are doing, you are getting in contact with people everywhere. You need to be in partnership with him. You need to be equipped. If you don't, you are missing out on what God called you to be. Because you must take the kingdom of God with you wherever you are. Come right now. Let us pray together. If you want God to give you the strength, the energy, the ability to say, God, I can't do it. No, yes, that is why you are in partnership. He wants to help you out right now. Come, let's pray together. You are there this morning because the kingdom of God has got a voice. It must be expressed. And you are the carrier of the word of God. Father, I just want to thank you. Raise, all, raise up your hand right now. Raise up your hand right now. God is not a respecter of any person. Everybody raising up your hand. I want you to talk to God in your own unique way. I want you to talk to God first of all. I want you to say, God, I know there is something in me. Help me out, Lord. I repent, Lord, of everything in my life. If you mean it, wherever you, you don't have to come to the altar. Wherever you are, if you mean it, I want you to know that God will invade your world right now. We touch you. We transform your life. Because we go by faith. It's not about me. It's not about me touching you. But let us pray together right now. Jesus, I come before you right now. Oh, I know, Lord, that's what I am. And you know who I am, Lord. I cannot hide from you. Speak to me, please. I want to hear you. We are praying together. Jesus, I repent of every area in my life. Jesus, Lord, forgive me my sins. I have run short of your glory. I have turned away from you. I recognize you died on the cross of Calvary for me. 
right now, Lord God, forgive me. I plead your blood. You say anyone who comes to you, they will never be rejected. Father, I come to you today and I accept you into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. And I embrace you right now. And I, I am your child from now on. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Okay, I want you to pray with me. If you just, there is emptiness within you. And then every time you want to, you, instead of going towards God, you are going away from God. I, we call it in, uh, which is on scriptural, backsliding. But God wants you to slide back. Let's pray right now. Jesus, I'm sliding back. I'm coming back home. Jesus, I just want you to be business with you. I know I have failed you, Lord. Jesus, Lord God, even as I come back to you, you will not reject me. And I thank you, Lord Jesus. Forgive me every area in my life. Jesus, Lord, take me, Lord. Area where I have failed you, do a work in me. My door is open. Open, Lord God. And I want you to enter in. Help me, Lord Jesus. Oh, I need your strength. And I thank you once again for being with me. I'm coming home, Lord. I am home. Thank you, Jesus, for your faithfulness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. And you who are there, the church, we want to pray. Because God is calling the church saying, you are in partnership with me because I cannot do it alone. Many of us say, I'm sick. Full of excuses. Father, I just want to pray right now. Let's pray together. Father, I'm exhausted. I ran off of all my excuses. Jesus, even while I'm giving you excuse, I was caught up. You catch me, Lord God, in my excuses. Father, I pray right now. Forgive me, Lord, for all the excuses that I have presented before you in the past. Right now, Lord God, I run out of excuse because I have heard your word. Jesus, forgive me, Lord. I have heard your word. Talk back to me right now. We are praying. Jesus, I have heard your word. I want to come back, Lord. I cannot do it in my own strength. I need your strength. I need your boldness, Lord. I need your anointing to be able to do it, Lord. Jesus, Lord, I know I have heard because many a time and I'm, I, speak, I speak it. And when I quote that scripture that says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, it's not only applying to others I'm speaking to, it applies to me. Forgive me, Lord God. I embrace this scripture. Help me to set my priority right, Lord. Putting your kingdom first. Putting your righteousness first, Lord. And I thank you once again for what you are doing. I give myself into your hand. Direct me, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that as we step out of this place, help me to be conscious, Lord, of the needs of others. Because I am a carrier of your kingdom. So that I can tell people about you. Give me the boldness to do it, I pray. In the name of Jesus. I receive it right now. I receive it right now, Lord. Let your name be glorified in everything I do and say. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Put your hands together. Let's love you right now.
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Shall we sing uh, on a lighter note? Charlie? What happened there? Eh? It's not working? What's going on? Okay, now. We can do without music. Let's sing a song. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you well? Was that good? Does it help you? Come back to me. Encourage me if it helps you. If it helps you, amen. If it does not help you, don't say anything. Amen. That's fine. Eh? Uh, I can live with that. That's fine. Amen. And uh, be blessed. Amen. Be challenged. Be encouraged. Be motivated. Amen. Let God do a work in you. It's not about me. It's about God. Amen. Embrace Him in Jesus' name. Because He is your Father. He's not your God. No. He's not your God. He is your Father. Amen. And He cares for you. Hallelujah. Amen. Sing a song. Any song. Oh, 